0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Comcast Business. Is it possible to get business internet you can really rely on? It is, with 99.9% network reliability from Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Hello, Shortwave Universe. Aaron Scott here. We are nearing the end of our Shortwave Pride Week. But first, it's also Survey Week, which means we would love to know why you listen to Shortwave. What do you like about the show? What do you think we could do better? Because we all want to grow. So please take a minute and let us know what you think at npr.org All podcast survey. All right, on to Pride Week. You know, many people look to science for clear answers. What's true, what's false. But really, so much of science is about delving into uncertainty and ambiguity and all the ways in which the world is complicated. That's what Ariana Remmel realized when they began a research career in organic chemistry. Ariana is mixed race and non binary, and their whole life they've had to navigate rigid categories. So today's episode is an ode to ambiguity and why it's important to embrace it in all its forms. I'll let Maddie Safiat take it away from here.
1: You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Ariana Remmel has always been frustrated by those bubble sheets that ask you about stuff like race and gender.
2: You know, those little forms you have to fill out, like, for the census or at the doctor. I'm one of those people who has bubble phobia. I see these bubble forms that want to kind of bin me into these certain categories of gender categories, racial categories, all of these other demographics. And as someone who doesn't fit nicely into those bins, I tend to be to to actually spiral as a result, trying to figure out like where am I supposed to fit? Ari is non-binary, which doesn't always show up as an option on those forms. It just makes it hard to be like <laughs> to choose the prefer not to say bubble mm. when it's like I would prefer to say, actually. (laughs) I would prefer to say, but you did not give me a bubble for it.
1: This pressure to fit into a perfect little category has always been there since
2: Ari was a kid. I mean, I grew up with the influences of being in the American South, and I grew up very Catholic, and it was a very gendered experience. You know, there was a certain way that I was supposed to dress in order to go to mass. You know, there was a certain way that I was expected to present to be a a godly Catholic child. And, um, You know, being a kid is about wandering through a world of uncertainty and making discoveries. But I felt like I was really in the dark when it came to my gender identity, but also my racial identity, because I was brought up primarily around white relatives. Their
1: mom is Mexican-American and their dad is white. And between race and religion
2: and gender, it was hard for Ari to figure out just where they fit in. I just didn't have language to describe what it was that I was experiencing, nor did I feel like I had role models around me who could help me navigate um, what I was feeling.
1: So as a kid, Ari found comfort in certainty and understanding what the world was made of, learning about atoms and molecules, the periodic table of elements, you know, classic kid stuff. Years later, they went on to become a chemist and science writer, and in a recent piece for Catapult magazine, Ari wrote about how chemistry helped them embrace their mixed
2: identities. I feel like chemistry has allowed me to explore different parts of the world that I didn't know I could before. And, and it turned out that, that there are some metaphors and uh, models that exist in chemistry that I found to be very applicable to my human experience, which was uh, kind of a lovely discovery for me.
1: I'm Maddie Safaya. This is Shortwave, the daily science podcast from NPR.
0: This message comes from EarthX. The EarthX 2024 Environmental and Sustainability Congress of Conferences is happening in April and brings together all sides with one important mission, protect the planet. Go to earthx.org to register. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Integrative Therapeutics with vitamins and supplements previously available only through practitioners, including Cortisol Manager. Unlock your best self with clinician-curated supplements from Integrative Therapeutics, now on Amazon.
1: Okay, I am here with Ari Remmel. Ari recently wrote a piece for Catapult magazine called Organic Chemistry Taught Me to Fully Inhabit My Mixed Identities. Arianna, why did you write this piece?
2: I wrote this piece because I was locked in my house for COVID and felt like I was experiencing all of these big, scary questions that often happen when one is locked in their house about who I am Mm -hmm. and who I want to be in the world. And as I thought through those questions, I did as I do and went to the molecules to see what I could learn Mm -hmm. from them. And so this piece was me trying to trying to explore my own human experience with my background in chemistry and see what happened. Um, And I, I actually found it to be surprisingly really useful.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're very invested in this idea of how understanding the molecules that make you up can inform your experience of being a human person. I mean, tell me a little bit more about that as a
2: concept. Yeah, I am, I've always... I've always taken things really literally. Um, <laughs> and uh so I remember some of my some of my first questions about you know being a little kid, thinking about the world and asking you know, what my place in it was, was, was really trying to figure out what things were made of. And the easiest answer or or rather line of questioning that was afforded to me as a kid was, was thinking about atoms and molecules. You know, it was really easy for teachers to hand me a periodic table and say, start here. (laughs) Um, And so I I kind of ran with that and I've always found it really comforting and also amazing. I mean, the idea that even, even a glass of water. I mean, we look at it as kind of this clear, almost tasteless liquid, but no water is the same. I mean, the t- the molecular makeup of the tap water in the southern United States is going to be different from New York, is going to be different from California. There are universes in even the smallest objects that we interact with on a day-to-day basis. And I find that inspiring and exciting and comforting and for me the way to fully appreciate all of that was by trying to study the chemical principles that underpin all of it.
1: Yeah, and and I want to talk to you about like one specific concept in chemistry that that you identify with. It's called resonance. Walk me through, having mercy on me as I am not a chemist. Walk me through what that is and how you relate to it.
2: Yeah, so Resonance is, is a property that has to do with chemical bonds. Um, Chemical bonds are, are the ways in which atoms share electrons. And depending on how many electrons two atoms are sharing, we might as chemists describe it as a single bond or a double bond or a triple bond. Sometimes we get like super kooky and get quadruple bonds. But um, <laughs> depending on how many electrons are shared between those atoms, you get different properties in terms of how flexible the bond is or how long or short. But when we think about bonds, we're often talking about them inside molecules, which is, you know, an organization of lots of different bonds between lots of different atoms. Um, Mm -hmm. And and resonance is a property where a bond between two atoms might actually be influenced by electrons on a neighboring atom, Mm -hmm. But but what what this results in is instead of having a bond that is strictly a single bond or strictly a double bond, resonance allows this, this kind of in-between where you get bonds that are not quite as short as a double bond, but not quite as long as a single bond, a little bit more flexible than a double bond, but not quite mm. as uh, freely wiggly. Um, you get these in-between properties, you know, uh, ultimately... We're actually trying to find a way to get our heads around a single object that has sh- kind of shared properties of the two. But it's its own unique thing.
1: Mm, mm, mm. So it wasn't one thing or another. It was, it was all of those things.
2: It was all of those things. And, and as I thought about my experience as, you know, being non-binary, trying to exist in this world of, you know, boy-girl, Um, And then also being a a mixed race person, trying to figure out, you know, where I fit on this spectrum. Again, with this idea of these, these, the bubble sheets, Um, you know, I, I realized that just because I was filling out one bubble or another, I, I wasn't betraying myself and I wasn't necessarily lying. It's that I am a single human who has multiple truths associated with, with who I am and how I exist in the world. Uh, it, it, it gave me the ability to kind of step away from the chaos and spiraling that came from questioning my own identity and just hold a space just for me to be who I am and to let that be not only enough, but not only enough, but, but a a worthy, a worthy thing.
1: Wow. Wow! Thank you, chemistry.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: And Ari, at the end of your essay, you kind of wrapped this up beautifully. You wrote this powerful kind of closing to the piece about focusing on what makes you up—your biology, on your identity—and I'm wondering if you'd read that last part for me because I just, I just want to share it with our listeners because I think it is so beautiful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to. Bonds do not jump. From one form to the other, just like I am not boy then girl, white then brown. They're not oscillating between two states like I might try to draw them, confined to graphite and paper, like this form in the mail would have me dissected in a database. When I really take a moment to see these bonds for what they are, a union of atoms in three dimensions, I also witness my sense of self split between mixed identities, scooched to a sweet spot in the center that is a space all its own. And with that, I finally feel my consciousness settling back into my exhausted form. Everything is okay. I'm not half of anything. I'm not back and forth one thing to the other. I'm only me, a single whole with multiple truths. I am resonant. That is just so lovely, Ari. Thank you. What
1: do you want people to take away from this about science and and Identity and learning to live comfortably within all of your identities, like you know is there anything you want to leave our audience with? I mean
2: there's a lot first of all I just i I, I am always saddened to hear that chemistry is the class that people hate in high school. I mean, I think that it is unfortunately overlooked and you know, chemistry has I think lessons for all of us. And I think that for me, being able to write about chemistry, this thing that I love, that is what ultimately gave me the strength and the courage to ask the questions about myself that I I think that I'd spent a long time being really afraid to ask. Ari Remmel, chemist and science
1: writer. You can find a link to their essay in Catapult Magazine in today's episode notes. This episode was produced by Britt Hansen, fact-checked by Indy Kara, and edited by Lay. I'm Maddie Safaya. Thanks for listening to Shortwave from NPR.
0: That was Ariana Remmel talking with Maddie Safaya. The essay they talked about was the first in four that Ari wrote exploring better living through chemistry. Other topics included things like how soft robots taught me to be strong. In other words, pure chemistry delight. You can find them on Catapult or we've got a link to them in our episode notes. Pride Week continues on Shortwave tomorrow, but we have a little homework for you in the meantime. We would love it if you would take a minute to fill out a short anonymous survey at npr.org slash podcast survey. Really, knowing a bit about who you are, what you like, and what you want to hear more of will help us make a better show for you in the future. That's npr.org slash podcast survey. Don't wait. Do it now. Thanks for listening.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor, ShipBob. ShipBob's warehouse management system can improve your efficiency, allow you to grow faster, and save you money all through one WMS platform. Get a
0: free quote at shipbob.com. There's a new way to support this show and public media. Please consider signing up for the NPR Plus Podcast Bundle, NPR Plus listeners get to unlock sponsor-free shows and bonus episodes. You can find out more at plus.npr.org. And thanks.